0: Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448908, das Acquisitions, LLC, Doing Business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend, additional terms, and conditions. supply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
1: You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance welcome to newsworthy with Stephen jerry two words and two question marks
2: <laughs> hey guys welcome to newsworthy what a big chuckle <laughs> that's hilarious jerry literally just put our wine an entire bottle of wine into two glasses.
1: <laughs> These wine glasses are made the right way. Yeah, they they're big half a bottle of wine.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. And it's not just any wine. What is
2: it? What are we drinking tonight?
1: It's Welcome big, to Newsworthy. Sorry. Red Moscato. So a cold red wine. Cold sweet red. Behringer, by the way, was one of the first wines that I ever started drinking probably 15, 18 years ago. Well,
2: it's tasty. I like Behringer. Very tasty. Very nice. Very nice. All right. I'm going to adjust the sound just a little bit. I feel like I'm screaming in. Here, So, how was your week, Jerry?
1: It was very nice. The weather is cooperated and warmed up. In the
2: mid-50s,
1: so very nice weather for January
2: here in Central Kentucky. Oh, I'm aware of how nice it was the last couple of days. I got on some two-wheel action. Gosh, that's loud. Sorry. Got the bike sound huh? Yeah, had to. I'm trying to get, we, we kind of old school. Jerry is over here. He's got a laptop. He's got his phone. And he is very, like. Detailed and tech oriented, and that's beautiful. And I've over here got like six stacks of paper, and that's what you hear rustling. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay though. I, you know, I don't care. At least with the paper, you don't have to worry about is
1: the computer going to come on, or is it going to be locked into a loop? Or... <sighs>
2: Right, right.
1: Not wanting to ever let you in.
2: But, yeah, well, no, I've got that. My other laptop that we used to run the show on is that way right now. It's completely just bleh. I don't know what's wrong with it. Um, hey, Double, we're glad you're here. We missed you last week. Double is a a workaholic and had to do a Double last week. So she missed our show. It made me very sad-faced. I'm
1: glad she was able to make like it this week.
2: Yeah. So, Jerry, real quick, tell people how they can get a hold of us. We haven't checked the email in like two weeks. I haven't checked it. Have you checked well, the I don't before? even have access to it anymore
1: because you changed the password on it the one time. Oh, I did, didn't I? So Oops. I can't, which I'm not that sad about, but especially after you encourage people to send feedback. <laughs> it's like, hey, fine. You check it yourself. But yeah, they have a couple of options. They can email us at Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. They can also text us at area code 540
2: 709 1318. So, um, real quick, last week we came you came over, and we were here in the studio, and we were trying to figure out how to do the call in and to make that work and, and that whole system work out. And um, something we, we tried to do it on a closed session and right. that didn't work, um, because it, it, it wasn't a real test, I don't think. So then we went live on the air, just right. you know, without any anticipation that anyone would actually join the show. And we ended up having two people from South Africa join two very
1: interesting people,
2: very interesting people. Um, and I think we made a couple of good friends down there. And it. So. Uh...
1: <laughs> we even hope that we can bring one or both on the show at some point. And, uh, yeah, some interesting people. You know, they brought up a few points that made me take another look at what you and I usually talk about. If you had to sum up what you and I are usually doing, I would think the best way to do it is we're probably bitching about United States government In some form or fashion. We're not happy with whatever. And uh, I forget what it was that you mentioned. And the lady said, yeah, we have those problems here. Only we have no way to do anything about it because the biggest problem here is corruption. Yeah. they are just taking all the money and putting it in the
2: pocket. Well, what we were talking about, what she was bringing up that she wanted to talk about if she ever got the chance to That's come right. on the show, right. was the rolling, the mandatory brownouts that they have and actual blackouts for lots of time with electricity. Ongoing. It Ongoing. emergency.
1: No. Occasionally, every once in a while in the middle of the summer when... The weather in California is 118 degrees. We'll have those in California for a few hours, you know, in the hottest days.
2: They go through this on a routine basis. Right. Can you imagine in America, we have such abundance. Yeah. You know, you by far are one of the biggest food hoarders I've ever met. Um, two deep freezes, just chuck full. Your freezer's full. Pantries. Your pantry stocked. Imagine having to shut your power off yeah three hours a day e- that, every right. you just can't keep any fresh
1: food that you the can, butcher shop she specifically mentioned she said a lot of them they either can't afford the generators uh to buy and they can't afford the fuel because this is again this is not something that happens two or three times a year in the middle of the hottest days of the summer it's an everyday this thing happens for happens all the
2: time and she was actually blown away that in america we had anywhere in the yeah. nation that still even had those issues, yeah. so you know it'd be really great to get her on and get 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 chatting. We got some great guests coming up very soon. Uh, part of the reason we was working on that online, trying to get people to call in. We have um, Ron, who's going to be joining us from Montana. Uh, he is uh, relevant to us, and and what he he as much as you're a food hoarder, this man's a prepper and he is and i'm not talking about somebody has an extra bag of potatoes stored away in the in the it he's got an actual whole basement that is sectioned off for different parts of survival tanning uh iron and metalworking. uh i talked to him had a real good conversation i can't wait to get him on just to you know talk about a little bit about say somebody wanted to start prepping for what they call shit hitting the fan (laughs) Um, Or as you call it, the World War
1: III that everyone is pushing us towards.
2: Oh, absolutely. I still believe that. You can laugh all you want to. I still think that that's where we're heading. Um, (laughs)
1: But
2: But, uh, so we're going to have him on very soon. Um, At some point in March, uh, Clay Davis will be joining us again. Again. Uh, We're going to be talking about a huge problem that's, Started a few years ago as a rumbling, and it's actually getting some traction now, especially with states that are becoming more and more divisive. Um, and we're going to be talking about secession, so can't wait to have that on. Also going to have uh, a a another lady on Kylie. She's going to come on, and she's going to talk about a very dark topic, um, something that we've kind of touched on in the past, but from a different perspective. What it's like to be a a a child growing up with parents who are addicted um and that's that's a it's gonna be a a a miserable so we're gonna we're gonna chit chat with her and try to get a a feel for what that is and what that's like so a lot of guests coming up can
1: i add something real quick
2: you can add whatever you'd like jerry
1: you brought up something that uh, i hadn't thought of in some time if you really want to be encouraged if you want to see a video that it's just an outstanding video. Google ten-year-old blind autistic boy singing "Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord." It's uh, the guy's uncle comes on and introduces him. He says that his uh, nephew was born to drug-addicted parents, and he, within the first, I don't think he even left the hospital with mom. He was taken into foster care. Down months or so, <clears throat> excuse me. And adopted him out of foster care in Florida. And this ten-year-old boy sings, "Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Lord. Please open the eyes of my heart." Blind, autistic. Uh, yeah. You talk about a humbling song. A very encouraging song. It's just, yeah.
2: An awesome video. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never watched the video. Things like that make me, put me into a spot that I don't like being in, to be blunt. Um, Why? Huh?
1: Trust me. I mean, if you want, I understand what you're saying. It will make you feel so humble. It'll make you feel so guilty of why am I complaining. Right. But at the same time, if you want to see the evidence of God working in someone's life, watch this video. Yeah. Just watch it.
2: Absolutely. Sounds like good. Will you leave a link to that at the Um, show? Good. Yeah, absolutely do that, man. Um, So, Jerry, guess what I don't have this week? What, do you not have a recipe? I don't have a recipe. Oh, come on. But it's intentional. Really? Yes, because I got, I I will. Um, So, this week we got our very first box and, and first of all let me just say we are not paid sponsors of hello fresh yet <laughs> that's kind of our judgment statement we will know we've made it when we become sponsored by hello fresh because they literally on every podcast every uh facebook you can't turn on anything without seeing an ad for HelloFresh. I
1: thought it was the French wine company.
2: Oh, there's They're that too.
1: Yeah. The barometer for-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, the wine companies don't have to advertise, I guess, as much. True. But uh, so what I did is I went ahead and ordered the uh, a box of HelloFresh. Um, I'd heard about it, heard about it, and thought, you know, I'll give it a shot. And again, we're not paid, so this is straight from me to you. Uh, The first two meals I've already had and both were absolutely amazing. Um, Now, you and I have a lot of experience cooking, so the instructions are very simple, very easy to follow. Someone who's never picked up a tool in their life can cook these meals. And they taste phenomenal, absolutely. So find you a code online somewhere, order you a box of HelloFresh. Um, I think we did three meals for four people. Um, it was like 50 bucks for the first box and that was free shipping and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, the, the produce is fresh. Um, I was concerned about that. I, I don't use ClickList because I like to pick my own vegetables. I like to get my hands on them. But fresh product, the, the the meat is very high quality, and the meals, once done, impeccable. I, I'm totally blown away. Oh, very
1: it. good recipes, huh? Yeah, I absolutely agree.
2: So that's my recipe this week. I just wanted to plug HelloFresh for free.
1: <laughs> the best thing I like about HelloFresh is the recipes, and uh, you can get those for free, by the way, if you just Google HelloFresh recipes, you can... Find them and make a screenshot or print the page or whatever. And that's the best thing that I love about them. You're right. You can get some outstandingly good deals if you have a good coupon code. The regular price gets pretty expensive. I think it's around 8 $9 per person per meal. Yeah. So a family of four is $36 for one meal.
2: Yeah, like
1: bucks.
2: Basically, that's what it would cost you to go to McDonald's.
1: Uh, who goes to McDonald's? You know, you haven't uh, talked about it. Millions of people. <laughs> I don't really understand why
2: no, i don't either in
1: today's world in no, i don't know kentucky we've got a sandwich place a bakery that you and i talked about different times called heavens to betsy and they have outstandingly good food and their prices has not increased during covid uh, or since covid began it's still roughly somewhere you know 875 to 1050 for a sandwich and uh, you're spending that at mcdonald's and there's no comparison in the quality the amount of food you get yeah if you're in this area heaven's to betsy what's the name of the place up in shelbyville that you and i went to one time that really loved the little sandwich shop very similar to it's a bakery i think it's uh,
2: mid i think it's just shelbyville's deli and bakery i'll google that i Another don't remember
1: really good one i thought they were as good as heavens to Betsy. But.
2: since we're on food and local food that's good um uh, right here in lawrenceburg also big jack's cafe I, i'm not a huge fan of their sandwiches but they have amazing breakfast burritos. Oh, my gosh. Um, Very good to know. Yeah. Um, and, and there's lots of good restaurants here in Central Kentucky. So if you McKinley's ever... McKinley's Cafe. McKinley's Cafe. Shelbyville. If, if you guys ever, if anyone ever wants to come to Lar- or Central Kentucky, um, just Shoot us a text. Shoot us a email. We'll get you all the good spots, the local spots that uh, you're not going to find on Yelp or TripAdvisor, because I go to a lot of places there. So anyway,
1: anyway, so no uh, recipe, recipe, just a hello fresh recommendation. What about a
2: dead joke? Tell me you got a great dead joke for us this week. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, oh wait, Jerry. Every dad joke I say is a good dad oh, okay. joke. I don't know what you so think.
1: You would disagree. No, I've got one. You're probably gonna get on me about. What? I'm about to run it by you to see if I oh, cross no. the line. But here here you out. go. So we'll just do it live and in person. Okay.
2: <laughs> Fingers crossed here. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: I got in touch with my inner self today. You did. Yeah, I did. I decided I really need to start buying two-ply tissue.
2: <laughs>
1: so, two parts?
2: I, we're going to stop the podcast right now. You need to go wash your hands. <laughs> you touched my wine glass with that hand. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh man and working out all this technical stuff jerry you know what i realized what that if you get slapped with a with something in high frequency it hurts
1: well i'm sure it does <laughs> <A-G-R-T-Z>, it <hurts. laughs> oh, it was high frequency
2: you're cracking me up so so we get lots of stuff today we do um lots of things to get to Jerry and I have already literally thrown things across my kitchen having dinner. (laughs) Blood pressure was up to that level, literally. Um, And so we're going to get into some of those things. Uh, But first, Jerry, why don't you start us this time? I started last time. I'm going to take a chill. I'm going to gather myself. And and I'll actually try to do a light
1: hearted one, one that hopefully will lower your blood pressure a little bit. Eh, yeah, he probably won't do that. Hopefully, he won't raise it anyway. I know you're not a huge LeBron James fan. Last night, I'm sure you heard he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. He is now the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, I, I'm not a huge LeBron James fan myself. I've become much more a fan of his in the last, I don't know, three, or four years. He's become more of a team player, I think. Still not a huge LeBron James fan. I'm a huge NBA fan. I'm a fan. A big fan of history, and he just broke a record that for so many years was considered to be unbreakable. And uh, LeBron James, as of last night, is the all-time leading scorer. Not only is he the all-time leading scorer, because you can do that by being a very selfish player. He became the first player in NBA history with 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. He didn't do that last night. He's had this one for a while. But when you think about it, 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. The only player ever. No one. Uh, When I first heard about it, I thought, you know, I'm sure Oscar Robertson, the big O, he was a very good rebounder, one of the great assist guys and a great scorer. I thought, surely, he. no. LeBron James is the only player to ever do this
2: so kudos to him for that. absolutely and i don't like lebron i don't like his politics i don't like where he puts his opinions on not while we watch sports? it's really not um and that's why i don't really care for him because he interjects it into the sport you know and that's any of those guys that do that i'm kind of not a fan of so does kareem
1: yeah no. known for social justice yeah as well
2: yeah so Yep, definitely kudos to him, no doubt. Uh, It is a huge accomplishment. Um, And what what can you say? Now, here's where I will draw the line. There's going to be comparisons now that say, oh, he's done this. That definitely means he's the greatest of all time. He's still got a long way to go to beat Mike, in my opinion. Sorry. But when you look at
1: statistics, and I would agree with you from the sense that this is probably the biggest statistic. And that's number of rings, number yeah. championships. Oh, yeah. That's the one place and the only one that I know of where Michael has still got him. Unless you wanted to look at something like clutch shots. Or heart. Or heart.
2: Or play. Yeah. You know, uh, who was, what was his, what in. was Michael's coach name, Dean uh, uh, in college?
1: Oh, Dean Smith. Dean oh, Smith.
2: On. Dean Smith said it best when he was talking about Mike one day. And I think this is what drove him to become what he was. He said all players have the ability to turn it on and off on a given night. You know, Mike did not have that. If Mike was on the court, be it practice, be it by himself, be it in a game, Mike was 120% until he was off the court.
1: The only other person that I would put up there with him for that, from everything I've heard, is Kobe. Kobe Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. One and two by far, in my opinion. It didn't matter.
1: Practice, playground,
2: and if you were not at his be. level, Kobe was a lot more like and both of those guys because of their mentality made their home teams better because mm-hmm. if you were going to play with them, they You're didn't a need a, you didn't need a coach to tell them to, that you needed to step up cuz Mike going to be in your ear, Kobe's going to be in your ear. That's why him and Shaq didn't get along very well cuz Shaq was a big no a lot of people knew Shaq as a person that Yeah, he'd goof off and practice a lot and oh, that didn't sit well with Kobe. So mm-hmm. Uh, I will apologize. My dogs are probably going to bark real soon. Ramona and Eddie and Sonny <laughs> Eddie. Ray. I
1: apologize. Um, that reminded me of an old Pat Riley story, by the way. During the heyday of the Lakers, someone uh, was interviewing Pat Riley, and they mentioned, you know, you've got to have a really tough job. You've got Shaquille. You've got Kobe. You've got all these expectations. Uh, it's got to be a really Tough job, a lot of pressure. And he said, not really. He said, I just show up to work every day and say, Mr. Johnson, what would you like to do today? <laughs> Magic Johnson. Yeah. And uh, Somewhere along the line, I, I never heard Magic Johnson being thought of as one of them like we're talking about. But if you've got a uh, Magic, <laughs> if, if you've got a Michael Jordan or you've got a Kobe on the team, yeah, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. They do a lot of the coaching. Steve coordinate. Kerr. <laughs> they don't allow the goof-offs. They're going to insist on everybody bringing it. Yep. Yep. So kudos to Jordan. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And to, uh, we didn't get off uh, LeBron. Kudos to LeBron, oh, for, LeBron sorry. for doing this thing. So appreciate that. Absolutely. So, what do you got for
1: us? Hopefully, it's not one that's going to elevate your blood pressure.
2: Uh, well, I have one that won't elevate my blood pressure. <laughs> only one. Now, only one. Do you always start with that or end with that? It's up to you. Well, I'll start with it because scientists have officially—now, this is according to Popular Mechanics—have officially discovered hell on Earth, or rather, hell in Earth. Okay. According to scientists, at, there is an entire global area. 100 miles deep of liquid magma. Um, And how they didn't know this for 100 years, I have no idea. Because it only makes sense, you know. uh, If you look at the earth like a human, so it's got this magma under it, and occasionally that, you know, a pimple will pop up and boom. And so you have a volcano, right? So it's got to come from somewhere. But they just discovered this, that 100 miles deep, there's about a 150 or 200 mile deep layer that's global of magma. And they've pretty much decided that that is hell in Earth.
1: <laughs> who just discovered this?
2: Uh, a scientist. It doesn't say in particular who, which scientist. I thought that was known for a long time. I thought it was too, but apparently it was enough to make news this week. And okay, that's newsworthy. <laughs> Korea oh my gosh North Korea here goes the blood pressure North Korea so Kim jong-un has not been seen for 36 days okay. so anytime that happens automatically they people assume he's dead because he, he eats like you know a he eats and, and is very unhealthy with his food and his intake and his so when he's not seen for 36 days, People assume he's dead. way. Well, he pops up yesterday and says, it has a very short press conference and basically tells his people to prepare for war. Didn't say against who. Didn't say as to what. But then in the same token, I read an entirely different re- uh, report on North Korea that they are literally having the second worst, uh, what is it called? Food insecurity that they've had in 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 a hundred years. they had a lot. Yeah, and this is going to be. They're leading into their second worst one because the the crops that they did run were damaged last year due to a typhoon and flooding, and uh, there was a whole lot of of course the sanctions that everybody has against them. They're quibbling a little bit with China, which is their only economic lifeline because of their nuclear ambitions, and, and at this point they are a nuclear country. They have enough nuclear warheads to say, we have to deal with them as a nuclear country. There's no reason for their people to starve.
1: That's the sad part.
2: (laughs) You know, exactly. I mean, these people who are brainwashed, in effect, um, by the control of the media, by control of their their day-to-day life, the amount of government in their day-to-day lives doesn't allow for... Execution if they don't yeah i mean it doesn't allow for a lot of free thought and free will in north korea at what point do we have to say okay what we've tried to do hasn't worked their people are starving how do we fix that and i don't know what the answer is i mean period i mean do we we know it wouldn't take war. do we have to send in like seal team six and take out the leadership and but see, the problem is these people are so brainwashed
1: that, would they, that they would right. accept that. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know How that that's that the warm? case. You really yeah, would. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Anywho, that's not an easy one. They weren't even on my list today. You brought that up. <laughs> but I did see those two reports. They were going to go on my list. And I was like, ah, I'm so tired of talking about North Korea. But your heart has to go out for these people. I mean, they, they don't know any better. And now they're going to be resorting to once again eating tree bark because they're starving to death you know back when i was a retail manager i worked for this company that was based in abilene kansas um it was Duckwall alco i don't even know if it still exists uh last time i heard i got a check from shopco because they bought it but i don't know what happened to it after that but um long story short in abilene kansas they gave us a tour of the town And that is where they make these wafers. And the wafers are basically called gruel. And it's a mixture of oats and corn and brown sugar, molasses. And basically, you can eat this as is. It's crunchy. It tastes like barf, solidified. But you can eat it. It has nutrients. Um, Or you can dissolve it in water. And Or you can make bread out of it, 11 bread out of it. And that's what we sent to Africa for all of those years during all those many, many famines because it was such a diverse um, material. Um, But why we, we don't ship this in and just drop it, airdrop it all over North Korea, I don't understand. These people have, because we have a beef with our government, we have to understand that those people are not in a position to stand up against their government. True. I, I don't know. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even bring them in.
1: Dropping. I mean, we're going to violate their sovereignty. <laughs> so,
2: so. Yes, we are. I guess you're right. I mean,
1: it would require, and But who do you get to do it? Because they're going to be shooting at the planes that attempt to. No, shoot you're them. right. You're, you're right.
2: And I don't know if that's the answer.
1: By I, the way, to answer your question according to Wikipedia. Alco Stores, formerly Duckwall Alco, was a retail chain operating 198 stores in 23 states. Keyword was yeah.
2: So it's gone. as of March
1: 23rd, 2015, they are
2: defunct. I actually enjoyed that company. I worked for them when I moved out west. That's what I was working for. Um, it was a great job. I got to go and any. They were kind of like a big dollar general, so. Um, my job was to go into stores where a Walmart had opened and see if the store was still viable they weren't designed to compete with Walmart they were designed to be a big fish in a small pond yep. um, and that's why it led me to living in so many states out west and, I, and just had a blast when I worked for them to be honest but, um,
1: I figured yeah, it, I figured uh, you telling a few stories that sounded like it was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not going to talk about those on air, Jerry. (laughs) Oh, man. To all my friends in Salmon, Idaho, if any of y'all pick up this podcast, I love you. I just love you. I love your hearts. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, Jerry. What's your next topic, man? George Santos. What do you think about the guy? Man, I think, (sighs) I'm just going to say it. Okay. If he was a Democrat, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's what I would think about this guy.
1: Meaning what?
2: Meaning the Democrats are very good at getting these crazy, lying people elected and then circling the wagons around them. Like who? Give
1: an example of who you're referring to. Uh,
2: crazy people on the left? A Democrat lying person. that they. Oh, have anybody the that's around. been in Congress more than 10 years.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you seriously believe that?
2: I, I think you have to lie Bernie with no no
1: we he's not a he leftist is, he's crazy an he's an independent he uh anyway door does if
2: it were up to you what would you do if Take I were if I were uh, McCarthy McCarthy right now yeah I, I, I would make him go away
1: probably he needs to and I don't know that I do know. He does not have that power by himself. He certainly would have to bring this to a vote among the people. But anyway, the reason that's come to mind was I was watching the State of the Union last night. And for those of you who happened to see uh, a few minutes before the beginning of the State of the Union address, Mitt Romney and a few other people were on their way into the, the House. And for some unknown reason, probably just the way that it fell. George Santos was given a aisle seat. So he was not only sitting on the aisle, he was standing up and enthusiastically welcoming everyone into the chamber, shaking hands with everyone that he possibly could. And apparently this just rubbed Mitt Romney the wrong way. I'm no Mitt Romney fan, but I'm a fan of his response. He walked up to George... I didn't walk up to him as he's walking down the aisle to his seat. He passed him. And when uh, George Santos attempted to shake his hand he said to him you don't belong here and it appeared that he also said you should be embarrassed they proceeded to have a discussion uh santos called him an asshole. i'm glad someone stood up and told george santos what they thought of him and i was also glad that it was a member of his own party another republican if it's not if it come from a democrat it would have been perceived as just being another partisan move, another partisan hack. And there's so much of that. But this was a Republican totally another Republican. For those of you who are not familiar with George Santos, after he was elected, he has did to, as he says, um what was he said he's embellished. embellished his, that's the word he's embellished he his his hasn't record, admitted so. to lying he said that he has embellished his record in a few cases here's some of the things that he has actually admitted to doing <laughs> he has lied about the high school that he attended the college that he attended he on his website that he created when he was running for office He stated that he had graduated with a degree in economics and finance from Baruch College, and he also said that he was a star on the volleyball team. He later admitted that he had never applied for much less attended the school, or any college for that matter. He lied about his resume and said that he had worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup on Wall Street. Both companies say that they have no record of his ever being employed with them. He lied about founding an animal charity. He, while running for New York's 3rd Congressional District in November, his campaign bio discussed his husband. Now, his husband has never been seen in public with him. There's no marriage record of the husband. We do know that in 2019, he did divorce a woman in Queens. He wrote in Twitter that the September 11 attacks, the 9-11 attacks, had cost his mother her life. Then a few years later, he wrote on Twitter, on December 23, 2021, he said that it was the fifth anniversary of his mother's passing, which would mean that she passed away in 2016, uh, which is confirmed by her obituary, which was 15 years after 9-11. He's lied about his grandmother being a Holocaust victim. In an interview following his election, he said that he had lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting. None of the 49 victims at the Orlando Club had ever worked for any company that he claims to have founded, worked for, or been involved with. This guy just, Steve summed it up well. He apparently just a pathological liar. He lies about everything. Uh, But yeah, when you're lying about the credentials that enable you to get your elected office, as far as I'm concerned, I think they probably need to see that this guy goes away. Especially, in my opinion, because of something you said a minute ago. The Republicans claim to have the moral high ground, right? They claim to be the moral party, the party that tries to do things right. You can't allow a guy like this to be in your party after lying about everything in his life, apparently. So, not a positive one, but hopefully not one that got your blood pressure up
2: anyway. Well, politicians lie. Sure. That's what they do. If it's not lying to get elected, it's lying to stay elected. And... I have another politician here. Can I have one more thing? Sure. Sure, sure, sure.
1: sure. Glad you brought that up. Romney had a great saying today when I heard he was doing an interview and they asked him about his confrontation with Santos. And Romney said this. He said, Santos says that he has embellished his record. Claiming you got an A, when you actually got an A minus or a B plus, that's an embellishment. But when you claim you graduated from college, even though you never attended, that's not an embellishment. That's lying, and I absolutely agree. Many, many, if not most politicians would absolutely embellish their record. If you were the State of the Union last night, you heard the President of the United States many times embellish his own record. That's a far cry from what George Santos is doing. George Santos is not embellishing. He's absolutely outright lying.
2: Yep. Well, I was just going to say that uh, there's a, a bigger name politician that has been notorious for lying throughout his career, and that would be our president Joe Biden. Sorry, didn't mean to show your thunder there. Oh no, you didn't. Um, absolutely not. Um, and and it's the same types of little things that I don't understand why you want to lie about. What what difference well, I think it makes?
1: I've agreed. Half of it with Biden, I don't even think is lying. I think the man. He's probably suffering from
2: Well, this has happened over his whole career. Um, Biden once said that he was in a congressional player baseball game where he hit a ball 358 feet. Um pretty good. That's pretty darn good against the Dodgers, mind you, okay. of Los Angeles. And the real report is he went 0-2. <laughs> um, when did they play the Dodgers? Uh, it was Congress team. They actually right. played the Dodgers. That's what it says. Oh, uh, it was against the Republicans in Memorial Stadium. I guess the Dodgers were in attendance. Okay. Um, so it was the annual. Yeah, yeah, it was the answer. Out. The one that uh, the I'm congressman shot got here, shot
1: at. Yeah. So, what's his name? Oh, I don't remember. Cicelys. yeah C L A I S. Yeah, I don't.
2: Um, Biden also claimed that in the four years after the, the, the Obama administration, where he's vice president, that he went on to become a professor while he was gone, before he became the president of the United States. Uh, not a, he never taught, taught even the first class in that entire time. And this one's a little closer to my heart. Uh, a confused Biden once said that he used to drive an 18-wheeler um he has never had an actual job outside of politics period um
1: he was being totally honest last night when he looked around and said i have been here as long or longer than most of you
2: yep absolutely um he also went on to repeat that he used to drive a tractor trailer at a different factory that made parts i think that was a caterpillar place Um, he made up a, he entirely made up a story about visiting Israel in 1967. That never happened. Uh, and he couldn't even remember secretary of defense's name.
1: (laughs) How much of this do you think is confusion?
2: Oh, I think I think anything in the last five to six years is definitely some sort of. Dimension. How much of this was before that? Right? Um, several, a few things, and I don't, I didn't look at the dates of this stuff. This is just a report, actually made to us by the Federalists. Um, and even even at the State of the Union last night, he got confused about Chuck Schumer, which is right out of the gate. Well, too. he did correct that. He did correct it. Um, he got back on script, which was good. But that was like one of the first few things that he said. Yeah. So anyway, um, my next thing, I have two things and they're both kind of big. And they're both going to probably put us into no man's land. So I'm sorry about that going in. But the first one I have to bring up is the debt ceiling. How many, and I'm talking, uh, this is Steve, the independent talking today. Okay. because i want to put it out there that we need to stop raising the debt ceiling period it has to stop we are at 31 plus trillion dollars in debt right now that's enough money that if every american paid 100,000 dollars for the next was 300 years we would never have that paid off without serious i mean that's paying as credit cards say the minimum payment <laughs> we literally borrow over a million dollars every minute just to pay the interest on the debt that we owe and I am so scared that we have this debt ceiling conference coming up with Joe Biden and Mike Kevin McCarthy, that this can is simply going to get kicked down the road again.
1: It always is.
2: It always is. When was the last time we had a balanced budget? Oh, I can't. I I don't even know if I was alive.
1: Oh, really? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. But But it took those days of prosperity during.
2: Excuse me. It took people like Newt Gingrich that had a set to make it happen. it took
1: uh, Alan Greenspan. That's Mm. what it took. It took an unparalleled economic prosperity period for us to be able to
2: get there. Here's the thing. First of all, I want to say that that is really Mm -hmm. good wine. I told you. Very, very very fantastic wine. I told you guys earlier that Jerry put literally half a bottle in each of our glasses. my glass is gone <laughs> is I'm not way scared way to go. say it um, So anyway we have to we have to rein this in. This is stupid. Now some of the Republicans came and said and, and you know these are guys that I normally support the Freedom caucus. And saying, hey, we got to cut Social Security, we got to cut Medicare, we got to blah, 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 without touching de- defense. And I am a big believer of all the programs that we have available that, that our government pays for. You don't touch Social Security. That's not your money. When Social Security was created, it was not a thing where the government was adding anything to that pot. That was American people working every day of their life, having that money taken out of their check for their retirement as a safety net at the end of their lives.
1: And their employer
2: matching. Absolutely. It was a requirement. Absolutely.
1: But government, nothing. Nothing. They're not contributing. The
2: only thing the government was going to do was to keep it. Oversee it. Oversee it and then give it back to the people when they uh, reach the the retirement age, I think 62, 65, whatever whatever they decided back in the time. And since then, our government has pillaged, probed, taken, stolen, whatever you want to call, to the point that it's almost insolvent. Um, So when the Freedom Caucus comes at Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, hands off. That's not your money now. In the defense of the Freedom Caucus, it's very,
1: very, very few members who are asking for the money to come from Social Security. Very few,
2: right now. Our budget can be broken up into three things on the very barest, barest of scales. Now it's very much more difficult and detailed than that. But if you just break it into a a three-sliced pie, you have the things that we can't change. Debt interest, um, payroll for the government workers. Debt
1: interest, I thought, it's not part of that. That's the third criteria.
2: Okay. Interest on the debt. Right. Interest not- on the debt. Well, it's untouchable. You can't change it but unless you reduce the different debt. Different, right. Part the, part. the second one is government expenses that are mandated. You know, we have to provide uh, payroll for the people that work for the government and benefits, blah, blah, blah. And then we have, well, it's four sided. So then you have the defense, and then you have entitlements.
1: So Those are usually part of the uh,
2: discretionary. Well, that's what I'm getting at. The the entitlements and discretionary money, that all falls into one. The defense is totally separate.
1: Well, there's discretionary, non-discretionary, and everything that I usually see it divided into three. Discretionary, non-discretionary, and interest on debt.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. Well, discretionary would include defense and entitlements. Um, And that's where we have been so afraid (laughs) uh, of touching defense because, oh, look at you, you're cutting defense. You can do that in a smart way. You absolutely can. Um, You can even touch entitlements on a smart way. And you're going to have to. Because the one thing you shouldn't be able to touch is Social Security. And shame on the Republicans for, you and know,
1: everybody that's mentioned
2: it. That's even brought it up. That's not your money. That's Main Street. That's kitchen table money that they have put in and worked their whole life to put in. Totally agree. Um, so when you start talking about how are we going to cut to save under the debt ceiling, to save money, you got to look at defense, you got to look at entitlements. Defense is almost always out on a Republican just because they think that that's the only way the defense, um, you know, the the big defense companies are going to have lobbyists in there that are just going to pay those people off. And that's unfortunate. It's one of the things term limits can fix. Entitlements, we have an opportunity to do what they did back under Clinton, welfare to work. They got rid of that program. Are you kidding me? You're going to penalize people for working? That's stupid. So I just really hope that some smart folks in Washington come to the realization that we can smartly cut our defense budget and we can smartly cut entitlements. Entitlements, again, in my opinion, and I may be wrong, Jerry, do not include Social Security and Medicaid. Now, for some reason, it is normally included under welfare
1: programs. It's money being given. But it is absolutely not an entitlement program. Mm-mm. It's money that has been earned. It's not just being given. So now I say that with regards to traditional old fashioned social security. The reason Social Security <laughs> excuse me got in trouble economically was two reasons. <laughs> so sorry. Number one we begin stealing from it as you mm. mentioned. But also we began paying many programs under Social Security like blind
2: pensions. Jerry is <laughs> going to die for a second, so I'll take over. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. And what he's getting at there is we started doing things out of social security that we had that was not part of the plan. Disability. Disability. That yeah. That's Not through Social Security. No, and not that me. should that should come out of a different fund. Absolutely. That is a welfare. That is an entitlement. Welfare. That is a safety net. And you know, one of the other things that happened to Social Security. What's that? We started living longer. <coughs> Social Security was designed originally that we're going to retire at sixty-two and live to sixty-five. So we got three years on it, and the rest of the money gets forfeited to the rest of the system. Well, healthcare has improved, medicines improved, and we're living to seventy-five and eighty now. And according to the numbers of the system when it was originally created, that's not the way it was supposed to work. <laughs> Just for the record, if anyone out there is listening. So you make
1: some adjustments, but you don't suddenly take away uh, the benefits from the people who've been paying into it.
2: Absolutely. Power. Absolutely. Also, I'm not a financial advisor. But when I turn 62, I'm taking as much money as they're going to give me because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I don't think you can take it at 62 anymore. No. I'm no? Sure, It's been moved to 65.
2: Uh, of course it has.
1: I'm almost positive.
2: Uh, I'll Google it while you talk. <laughs> we're
1: talking about defense and how much we spend. The United States spends more than the next seven countries combined. Um, let me see what year I'm looking at here. 2021. United States spent eight hundred and one billion dollars. China, number two, spent two hundred and ninety-three. India, number three, spent seventy six billion. United Kingdom number four at sixty eight billion. Russia number five at sixty five billion. France number six, fifty six billion. billion. we spend more than the next six or seven countries, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's stupid amount. Mind. It's stupid amount. You can't tell me we can't cut
1: some from there there's right. a lot of money i, right. I agree with you there's herman the,
2: the late herman cain had an had a pretty good plan i did too i mean the man was a very smart he was a businessman he, he had done things in his yeah. life uh and his was the penny plan You cut two plen- pennies of every dollar from everything in government and eventually that really adds up when you're talking about trillions of dollars
1: Two yeah,
2: um Also, just for the record, Jerry, you can start receiving benefits as early as 62. However, you're not entitled to full retirement up until age 70. That applies to people today? That's what it says right here. According to four sources, benefits planner, and this is socialsecurityadministration.gov. Okay. I so, thought
1: that had been changed, and the man the
2: mandatory minimum
1: had been moved to sixty
2: five. No, I think the full benefits used to be at sixty five, and now they're seventy. But hey, who's guaranteed to live to seventy? Yep, I'm not. I'm going to take my eight, my eight years as best I can. Shoot. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. There's lots of places to cut. Maybe we just do a whole show, Jerry on what two people from Kentucky think they should do with the budget to save some money. Let's see how much we can cut and carve and make sense.
1: Not today. uh, It would vary from area to area, but I guarantee I know the bottom line result would be to cut the hell out of it.
2: Oh yeah. I mean I don't care what the mating patterns of Canadian nightcrawlers are.
1: True, but (laughs) those type things do receive a lot of publicity. Very little money. money.
2: Two three hundred thousand dollars yeah. in the in the budget of a bit you know trillions that's not a lot of money I get no. that no. but they do and add up at the same point
1: our foreign aid is a drop in the bucket yeah we can talk about foreign aid and we can talk about you know do we give I'll go to a, something that you get your blood pressure raised about quite often Ukraine Duh. the the total amount of money which is I think a hundred billion not that we've given but that we have said we're going to give that's still a drop in the bucket if mm-hmm. we hadn't given one dime of that it would not change it, if you were to do the math it I, doesn't I'll move our needle that it won't move the needle yeah. if you take away the hundred billion dollars that we gave to ukraine how much difference would it make in the interest on the national debt it, it would be
2: probably have you half of one penny you were a tick tock uh um not word video no, was oh, still on you were a chinese spy <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't even know my name.
1: They don't have my address. They have nothing. But yes, I'm I'm giving national secrets to them. Yes, government.
2: you are. So um you should Google or or find the video that um the guy uses individual rice to to show the the way the budget is. It's fascinating. Okay. Find it and link it if you don't care because. Okay. Um, it is fascinating. If you if you want a real visualiza- visualization of what kind of money trillions of dollars means, <laughs> it's it's an amazing video to watch. It, it will surely blow your mind, Jerry. That's all I want to talk about. I was I was hoping that we can get some real smart ways to not increase the debt ceiling again and reduce our federal budget. What do you think?
1: That doesn't happen. Votes. Yep. Period.
2: I mean, that's That's what I was trying to stay in office. And that's what, uh, you know, we we beat it like a dead horse here, but term limits.
1: (laughs) You know, our original reason for our show was to determine if things need more or less news coverage. That is one that needs more coverage than you can possibly give it.
2: Absolutely.
1: The fact that we are screwing our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren yeah. that's what we're doing with our national debt. Yeah, it's it.
2: stupid. It literally cannot keep going in the route that we're on. Um that's 100% correct. And you know I, it's one of those things I really think we should beat it and everybody should know exactly what we're talking about. But I don't ever want it to become one of those things where it's just, oh, they're talking about the debt again. You know what I mean?
1: Sure.
2: Because it it deserves more than that. So two thumbs up on that. Definitely needs a lot more coverage, but moderated coverage. Real coverage, not partisan coverage. not not, Not Republican coverage or Democrat coverage. Some of the best quotes and best sayings for the whole debt situation actually comes from the Libertarian Party. <laughs> yeah. and, and Joe Jorgensen, if she's on Twitter. If you don't follow her on Twitter, you should because she's firing it up. I don't know that I would vote for her, but she's firing it up when it comes to uh, the debt ceiling debate. You
1: well, know, what's your next topic? People that, uh, well, before I go to the next topic, uh, there's a couple of problems with that. There's a ton of people who do, do not wish to Hear negative news. There's a lot of people I think that don't follow news very much at all to begin with because the majority of it is negative. Yep. So something like this is certainly negative. It's not the type of thing that you like to hear. Another problem I think is there's there's a lot of people who don't like numbers, who don't like math. You start hearing these numbers, and some of these numbers are pretty huge. You know, you're getting into trillions of dollars.
2: People have no idea what that even means.
1: And real quickly, when you begin talking about. The current trajectory what what is the what percent of gdp is the interest debt payment going to be in 20 years and 40 years a lot of people get lost mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like the old math joke of how many pancakes does it get to the moon does it take to get to the moon when the canoe is stuck in the tree with its headlights on <laughs> and that's why a lot of people look at
2: word math problems uh, raising my hand here i've never heard that old joke
1: the last time I told that joke was in your kitchen and you and Robin were there and your answer was 21 and your wife said 21 you was like yeah 22 is way too much
2: <laughs> it makes sense to me I guess I'll take yeah. it anyway, I think
1: that's a reason a lot of people tune it out but it's not something we can afford it to now we absolutely. Are you all right over there? <laughs> I'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Making sure. laughs> it sounds like one of the dumbest things I've ever said in my life. <laughs> You've
1: got to admit it also sounds like something you would absolutely say. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. yep.
1: So, what did you think about Biden's State of the Union? I know you were busy last night, had to get
2: up early, and didn't get to watch near all of it. Yeah, you, you know... <sighs> It's, it's a, I'm going to summarize it, what I did watch as best I can. It was a run-of-the-mill State of the Union. Much I've all done right. all this, yay me, and we got more to do, okay? Yeah. Well, here's what I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that it was almost like watching the House of Commons in Great Britain. You know, over the past several states of the Union, starting probably George W., maybe even a little further back than that, um, well, that's when I really became aware of it. So, um, that we have decided that it's okay that during this particular time, we're going to make political statements. I've always kind of understood the, hey, we're going to stand up on this one, we're going to sit down and, you know, the right left. I get that. But those were quiet. They were respectable. Um, this shouting and acting like a bunch of fools, that only makes us to the rest of the world look stupid. So that's what I'll say about the state unit. I I just, you know, regardless, you and I have talked about it a lot, regardless who's in the White House, Democrat, Republican, they they des- the office deserves respect. And when he's making a speech in front of both houses of Congress, that respect for the office, even if you don't agree with the guy saying that the respect should over, oh, should, pardon the pun, Trump, whatever the guy saying. I agree. Uh, and that's just really what I feel about that. They
1: didn't do a good job of it last night, but to defend Republicans, they certainly didn't start this process. Nope, nope. They didn't start it last night. So I don't know who started it. It's been going on for a long time. I will say this. Kevin McCarthy was, did a fantastic job and was 100% respectable in everything he did last night. Mm-hmm. He deserved a lot of kudos. I say that in contrast with Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if it was the last one, but in one of the, the State of the Union addresses with Trump, do you remember what she did when he came in? He walked up and handed each... Of the vice president, and the speaker of the house, a copy of his speech. Do you remember yeah, what she yeah, immediately did? Yeah,
2: ripped it up. Yeah, yeah. Just rude. Uh,
1: just rude. Yeah. It's not illegal. It's not. just rude. You yeah. don't need to do that on national. It's Court. a
2: disrespect of the office, Absolutely. and I don't care if you are Joe Biden, who is is on <sighs> the verge of some sort of mental break. I don't care if you're Donald Trump, who is the need, biggest ego, ego uh, has probably the biggest ego that's ever graced Washington. Yeah. They earned their spot there. They got the majority you know of the they vote. Do. They got voted there. They earned that right, wrong, or indifferent. It's not, them. It's it's the, not them you need to respect. Mm, it's like you said, it's to the, respect office. the office. Exactly. It's what I was getting at. So yeah. I agree 100%. 100%. I will say,
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, done. I, 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 I will say that for a guy that I've heard incessantly for the last two or three years is on his final leg, <laughs> that he is uh, incapable of a coherent thought, that they keep him hidden from the press, that he, uh, I was actually told by this one guy, he's a pretty smart guy, but he told me a couple of years ago that he personally guaranteed me. That Joe Biden would die, if elected, would die before. Of natural causes, through, mind Of natural you. causes, yeah. He didn't plan on going and
2: assassinating him <laughs> Just want to make that perfectly <laughs> clear that we didn't hear of an assassination attempt. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he thought Joe
1: Biden was on his last leg and was not going to make it. So considering all that, I really thought that the speech last night was probably one of the best I've heard from him in years. It's amazing what
2: B12 vitamins will do for oh, a yeah. person.
1: <laughs> that or myth or whatever he was on, but it, it was working. I'm telling you, he did a better job, literally. I thought he did a better job than going back even when he was. On the trail when he was running for. Do you think that
2: helps him though? Thirty-seven percent. Only, only thirty-seven percent of Democrats want him to re run re, re, rerun in twenty twenty-four. Now he was up to like fifty-four, and that's number's falling off.
1: That, there's a lot of reasons for that, but a big part of it's his age. Oh sure, he's eighty
2: um, now. Going to be eighty this year wow. and last
1: year he set the record for the oldest president to ever give a State of the Union address, and he's got one more to give under his current office and we're Mm. talking about him possibly getting another four yeah i don't wish to see him run for a lot of reasons not least of which is i think i don't think there should be a mandatory age i do think that he is past his prime and he's exhibited too many uh not necessarily dementia i don't think it's that although maybe possibly too many signs of, of Problems with memory and other things, cognitive
2: and, and cognitive abilities, physical abilities. And I just, yeah, I certainly hope he gets it.
1: So but anyway, I thought he did a pretty good job overall, better than I expected. And from what I've read today, better than pretty much what anyone expected, including Fox. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Not that they
1: thought he did a great job, but the expectations were really low.
2: Yeah, there was a very low bar set. So our title of this show is Santos and Balloons Everywhere. Balloons, I um, love balloons, right? And I've been loving those ever since I was a kid. One thing we haven't talked about yet tonight, even Man. though we are already over time, is balloons. So let's make this quick. I love balloons. Huh? I love balloons. Here's the thing: I always heard growing up, and I've often said, "Okay, there are two things that you cannot be sad when you have balloons and what? Cake." Cupcakes. Okay. If you have a cupcake or a balloon, I've Absolutely. never seen a sad person have a cupcake or a balloon. Absolutely. Um, but we're not talking about those balloons. Well, maybe. Maybe Xi Jinping <laughs> had a big birthday celebration and He's his balloons a- just got away.
1: And they made one giant huge balloon. No, no.
2: There's there's, there's another one in South America right now. No. So at least two balloons got away. Nice big balloons. Come um, listen. And you and I were talking about this. Is what we were in the kitchen throwing things about <laughs> um, because it's my belief, even though I'm clearly in the minority with our uh, our military military or... leaders who think that it was okay for this foreign entity to fly through our airspace. I don't think it was okay. Uh, well, they allowed it to happen and. In action. Tell is, them
1: why they allowed it to happen. I'm
2: getting there. Why Good gravy. He's so <laughs> anti steam today. <laughs> you, you hate my guts today. today. <laughs> <laughs> so, our military thought it was wise to allow the balloon to float over our North Dakota and Montana nuclear sites and then take a flight down through Missouri over our stealth fighter base. And then finally, when it gets out of our country and heading into the ocean, we decide to shoot it down. Um, to his credit, Joe Biden actually wanted to shoot it down in Montana. As soon as he heard about it. As soon as he heard about it. Kudos to you, Joe. I agree. I never thought I would say this, Jerry. On air. I agree with you, Joe Biden. I agree. What, what the hell? What the hell? Just <laughs> still Jerry's line. For real. That made me have to agree with Joe Biden. Listen. Here's a few statements from the Pentagon. Okay? 100%. Now, this is according to U.S. U.S. News. Pentagon chief. 100% clear the Chinese balloon was a military craft. According to Politico, defense secretary, balloon was part of a wider Chinese snooping effort, according to the Pentagon. That's what we believe. Now, Pentagon, according to the Washington Post, China's conducted spy balloon programs for years. According to the Yahoo News, Biden says US-China relations have not been damaged by the spy balloon. Are you kidding me? Um Well, they've been doing it for years. Why would this one suddenly damage our relations? Well, because this one got caught. You the know what I'm saying? Got caught. Just didn't get reported to the right people, apparently. Apparently. And that, that even, I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because one of the guys that I used to have a immense amount of respect for, General Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, military Marine General. My son served under him while he was the head, what is that, the commandant of the Marines. Um, was reportedly to have said that there was at least three opportunities for these balloons to have flown during the Trump administration, in which time he didn't think it was a big enough threat to allow Donald Trump to know because he thought Donald Trump's reaction would be, um, what's the word, Uh, overly aggressive. Um, That's... Really close to treasonous, in, in my opinion. He's the commander in chief. He he absolutely needs to know when there are foreign bodies floating through our airspace. Um, totally agree. Huh? Totally agree. Um, you you don't have that right to say, oh well, this information isn't good enough, and just because we we're scared about what you, you might, do. might do, we we're not going to tell you. Um, Also, while we're on it, Jerry, last week, I had made mention that there was 100,000 troops in Romania. After further research, that was wrong. There was 100,000 troops in all of Europe, and I apologize for that, and I want to correct myself on that, because that's what we do here at Newsworthy. We want to get it right. Absolutely. We don't want to make stuff up. Um, But anyway, I just... we are not going to be like Trump? no okay or joe biden okay making sure you know because so anyway if that actually happened if general james mattis decided not to tell trump i think he should be discharged and tried for treason
1: well he can't be discharged he's already gone well
2: retired or whatever but he should definitely be uh tried for treason um no not treason uh, absolutely treason when you
1: dereliction of duties may be treason means when you don't have your country's best interest at heart, he could legitimately name a thousand things and say that this man has exhibited behavior that led me to believe that it was not in the United States' best interest. Do I think he's justified in saying it? No. Do I think he had America's best interest at heart? Yeah, I think he did. And I think you would have to admit that he probably had America's best interest at heart in a wrong way. But that means you can't charge him when if you're going to charge him with treason.
2: Well, I think that um,
1: it's, it wasn't his job
2: to make that decision. Absolutely Jerry. not. No,
1: nope. no doubt about that.
2: Um, so anyway, these balloons, and you know, it took my seventeen-year-old to make a point to me, Jerry, that that I brought up to you earlier. And it's a it's a what if. You know, we talked about the EMP and, and the most accurate to be the most effective as a weapon. An EMP would be have to set off at what. What level, and that level is between forty-five and sixty thousand feet. Anything below it would be sheared off, gone. Be it uh, our nuclear silos, whatever, whatever the EMP hit, anything electric underneath its wind, its umbrella would be gone. Um, if it happened, do you think the, the, the balloon was
1: capable of carrying that. I, I don't know that it wasn't. Well, according to all every military expert and what not. You
2: know? Well, sometimes when you have the biggest, baddest, most technologically advanced military in the world, you have to go very simple to be able to beat that technology. That's my guess.
1: And an EMP carried in a balloon capable of igniting
2: nuclear warheads? No, no. Simple? I didn't say ignite, igniting. It wouldn't ignite a nuclear you warhead destroy Yeah, incapacitate, make them inoperable. That's what an EMP does. It just fries electric circuits. That's it. It doesn't do any physical damage to anything.
1: I think you're giving, I think you're severely underestimating the capabilities of our military to do five hundred flybys and to determine what equipment they had on board.
2: I think that in one of those five hundred flybys, we should have took the damn thing out. We did. <laughs> yeah, the the last one
1: <laughs> we did so it was not a threat to civilian life. We did.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I you know, and then we have since done nothing, including Ch- to do anything to say anything to China about hey, you need to control your balloon.
1: Says the man who, for the last three months, has insisted that everyone in the world is agonizing on to World War Three. Not now us. What does he want? He wants air of apparently Joe Biden and his administration, to come down very hard
2: on China. Here's the difference, and it's a very simple difference. Okay. Until this, every other nation in the world that's egging for a fight necessarily isn't egging us on. It. They're just egging each other on. Uh, Turkey and Greece, those are egging each other. Israel and Pakistan. doing shit to anyone. Oh, I can, I can show you reports that said they're at odds with other people but trying to They don't have a military big enough to
1: beat. just saying. The Minutemen of Massachusetts in Wausau County. <laughs>
2: I'm not saying they do. I'm simply saying that they issued re, in regards Poland. I have no is idea. It's trying that to. Exist in Massachusetts in that I don't way. either, but we'll say it does. Why not? <laughs> um, it's the county just outside the county that had the Tea Party. There you go. They, they had to let the, the slightly less important uh, Boston um, coffee um, party nice. where people oh. wore, wore ball gowns.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the analogy.
2: Yeah. So, but basically every country in the world is gearing up for something against somebody. I'm not saying they're all against us, but none of those countries have came to and within our sovereign nation. This was. This was in our airspace. And you and I can go back and forth that satellites go over all the time. Sure. Satellites don't have the capability of dropping an EMP on us. Or as my 17-year-old who had a very legitimate fear, who's to say they're not shooting COVID 2.0 out of the thing? And I realize that at 60,000 feet, it's not going to get to the earth. But that's that's just fear from a 17-year-old who heard about this. You know what I'm saying? We do. Chinese, China doesn't have that right to make our children scared over their stupid balloons in our air specs. Neither does Russia, but you don't want us to do anything
1: to stop them from reassembling the greatest threat to America that there's ever been. You
2: think that a potential Russia 100 years from now 100 years from now is no, more a threat a than China no, right
1: now. But a threat two years from now? Absolutely. Russia has shown and exhibited anti-U.S. behavior far more than China has ever begun to think of. Now, many of us, myself included, do not believe that China has their best interest at heart in any not shape, it. form, or fashion. Mm-mm. Russia has absolutely said they would love to see us annihilated, wiped off the face of the planet.
2: Now, are you talking it's about different. Russians from today or Russians from the
1: Cold War era? What makes you think that that has changed? What makes you think there's one bit of difference between the Russia from 20 years, 30, 40 years ago and Russia today? Well, they haven't done it. Because they haven't had the ability to do it since the dissolution of the USSR. But you want to help
2: them reestablish I do not. I will say it one more time. And do I need to get crayons out for you, sir? Just because I do not support our involvement in the war in Ukraine does not in any way, shape, form, or fashion mean that I am pro Russia or pro Putin. Maybe not, but I'll say it again for the guys exactly in the back. Putin wants. No, I'm not doing anything that Putin wants.
1: You're discouraging the United States government yeah. from taking any actions to prevent him from
2: reassembling the USSR. I'm, I am saying that we have got to stop being the police of the world and be the firefighters.
1: And I, in your defense, I'll also say that we have to draw a line somewhere. I also thought that sending the Abrams tanks was going was crossing. Absolutely. The in fact, our
2: right. very own president said in March of last year, said that happened. if we send the tanks, it'll never happen because that's the beginning of World War III. Totally agree. I 41 agree. Be tanks before. are heading that way.
1: I don't know where the line should be. I do think we should try to prevent as much as possible without crossing the line. The USS or Russia from taking Ukraine, which to me would be the first giant step in reassembling the USS. Poland
2: has already started to talk about sending F-16 fighters that I they know. bought from us know. to Ukraine. How know. long do you think it's going to be before we're sending f sixteen? Well, I would
1: like to say it would never happen, but I said that about the tanks for
2: a long time. I mean, if we're... If we're going to go to war with Russia over UK or Ukraine, excuse me, declare it and do it and be done with it. I, that's all I'm saying. You, if you're, I am so sick to death and oh, tired it, it, of right all it. this crap. Do you not think? Stop and look at Congress. Congress is immobile.
1: So how long would it take to get anything through Congress? You're saying that's the the route? I'm saying
2: that is the route the Constitution says we have to go. To declare (laughs)
1: war, yes. But not to take actions that hopefully... The, The President of the United States was given great power on an interim basis to make decisions on behalf of the United States to prevent catastrophic events from occurring. Joe Biden, along with Donald Trump and George Bush and Bill, and every other president probably that's ever been has made many such decisions. Mm-hmm. We know that part of that is because, like you just said, our Congress, even more so than before, but for many, probably 100, 150 years, has been basically immobile. No, there's, there's been why. one
2: example. There's been one, at least two well situations that that wasn't the case. On a daily basis
1: If we don't have.
2: No, I'm saying December 7th, 1940. Once we're
1: attacked, then whether it's 9-11 or Pearl Harbor Day, yes. Then, There's then a difference
2: no between making an emergent, and, and and I'm not disagreeing that every president has abused that power. I, and, and I use that word against Republicans and Democrats. Well, I don't even know that it's but, abused, but when you read it, it's
1: kind of what... The original
2: intent was. Yeah, it was in the original intent of that law was to allow the president to make a split decision to get us to a point that we were stable enough to declare war or walk away.
1: Now, considering we can't the fact, keep
2: doing this, crap.
1: considering the fact that, as you said in your words, Congress is immobile, we haven't we, given them a shot, Jerry. But but you've already said, to them, I don't care if we turn it over to them. how long so, would it be before they come so to a
2: decision? Let's drive to Washington. Let's go to the wherever it is. Let's take the Constitution and rip it up. No, because that's what we're doing. No, we're not. We cannot allow the president to get us involved into wars that go on forever without a formal declaration of war.
1: What war are we talking about being actively involved in?
2: Not uh, one United States soldier is. One hundred billion dollars, forty-one Abrams tanks. I don't know how many Patriot missile systems. I don't know how many uh, uh, freaking <laughs> how many freaking artillery units, um, heavy equipment, ammunition. If anyone, by the way, has. Uh...
1: Link to a doctor that would be willing to come to this podcast (laughs) to consistently monitor Steve's blood pressure. It would be great. I could literally sit here and by the veins throbbing in his forehead, watch it go
2: up. I'm just saying. We probably our president doesn't have the right to continuously do war. We have the the president should have has very limited power to prevent. American ca- casualties I agree to take it too far and but i don't know how and, you and to, re- to get a stable problem for Congress to make a decision
1: I here's the problem how do you fix that without limiting presidents in the future from responding adequately to an, a real emergency I,
2: I don't I don't know, know the mean, answer to I that mean, I don't know if it's monetarily I don't know if it's the the number of forces that you use um but if the number of forces is zero we wouldn't have triggered
1: that if right were trying but to the
2: monetarily that. we probably should have yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things that, what do you do? You know, it's the same thing with this China balloon. You know, the president says, hey, shoot it down. It's in Montana. And all the generals say, nah, it's fine. We'll shoot it down. No, I the Atlantic. Can I read something?
1: Sure, please read it. Here's what the United States military said, basically. And actually, this one guy specifically said this. Why not shoot it down? We have to do the risk-reward here, a senior defense official said on Thursday. So the first question is, does it pose an imminent threat, a physical kinetic threat to individuals in the United States and the U.S. homeland? Air assessment is that it does not. Does it pose a threat to civil aviation? I know you've got a story of how it possibly did at one point, but his answer was air assessment is it does not. Does it pose a significantly enhanced threat on the intelligence side? Our best assessment right now is that it does not. So given that profile, we assess the risk of downing it, even if the probability is low in a sparsely populated area of the debris falling and hurting someone or damaging property, that it simply isn't worth it. Now that was the decision that, the, from what I've heard, pretty much unanimous decision of the United States military. So. You're right. Biden heard about this and everything I've read was his first thing was shoot it down. Shoot it down now And the United States military. Talked him out of it. Uh, do I think it's the right decision? Here's what I think. I think that the military experts who we, I think, at this point have to trust, at least to some degree, <laughs> made the decision they thought best and a president. listened to them. Um uh, I was glad to hear that he was willing to take immediate action. I was also glad to hear that he deferred to the wisdom of the military. So I'm not against the decision to wait until it passed the homeland before they blew it up.
2: Yeah, well, you and I have to do, agree to disagree. There's a lot of space out west that they're going to blow the shit out of that and it wouldn't hurt anybody.
1: Yeah, It depends. And, it depends on how widespread the debris is going to fall. I bet sure. It I think. Miles 13 miles up, that crap's going to come down over a year. Here's years. what I think
2: happened. What's that? I think we waited till it got to the Atlantic Ocean because we thought if we take the balloon down in Atlantic, we can recover the info box that it had on the bottom once it hits the ocean. That's what I think happened
1: absolutely you think there's a black box you think these people put a black
2: box you yourself you? said the whole unit underneath the balloon was three football fields one this not, was I not a school three buses okay three buses. school buses still pretty bang big so that's what we shot it down over the ocean for it wasn't had anything to do with anything other than that um but <laughs> that's my opinion and since you just had to go i'm right you're stiff. You're right. I'm so wrong. <laughs> and I agree with you, Mochi. What if they just had a massive supply of smelly socks in it? You know, it's right. It could be. We've gone so far over today. I just want to appreciate everybody for being here. Um, for our resident neighbor, Dennis, I hope that this, this has... Um, Oh, there's my dog, Ramona. She's just barking at me through the window. (laughs) I hope that Dennis has been overly stimulated and pleased by um, our voices tonight. That would be awesome. Um, That's an inside joke. I apologize. I have to throw it out there. Guys, um, one real quick thing. I want you to listen to uh, our sponsor. uh, This one quick message, and then we'll come in and close the show. I appreciate you. Hold on one second you um. Ed, thank you for that. We appreciate that awesome ad. Man, he did a good job on those, didn't yes, he? He did. <laughs> you gotta, if you guys knew Ed like I knew, he is a public speaker. Ed is not so for him to come in and and work with us to get those ads done. That was amazing. It was great. Uh, by the way, Jerry, when you left there for just a second, uh, the we had about six thousand call-ins, and they all agreed with me that I'm right and that. Uh, we should have banished the Chinese sock, dirty sock-filled uh, uh, cool. balloon into the nether regions of Canada.
1: Well, I think everyone agrees we should. The question was where and how many civilian lives were we willing to risk? I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm just saying if I was the president, I probably would have deferred to the military experts.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're there for, you know, yep. to be honest. Okay, well, we've done another show, Jerry. How about that?
1: And you survived and gained no heart attacks
2: nearly as much. We're good. Yeah, Um, guys, we just want to again. We we don't do numbers here a lot. We've been. This is the uh, February eighth, I think, right? Yeah, February eighth. We've already hit almost twenty-two countries in the world in eight days. That's freaking amazing.
1: say, what the hell is going on?
2: And we just want to appreciate all our listeners, anyone who's had the time to stick in with us, to um, uh, be with us, to join us. Even if it's for a minute, you listen to us. We appreciate that so much. We love doing this. We try to get better every show. Um, If you have any suggestions, you have something you want to talk about, you have something you want us to talk about, email us, text us. Jerry, what's those addresses?
1: Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. The text is area code 540 709 1380.
2: And with that, guys, if you can't see the light, be the light. Have a great night, guys. We'll see you next week.